Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go. Good evening. Hope you've had a great weekend. This is Paul Cooney along with Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. And you can call them now, 0808 17 17 700. No reshuffle in here. The top two are with us between now and seven o'clock. You can join the conversation at Go Football Show. Barry, no change at the top at the weekend. Celtic striking six against Aberdeen Rangers. 2-0 at Livy and you were there. Yeah, it was um, Rangers were really comfortable, if I'm being honest with you, Paul. Um, never in any danger of losing the game. Good prof- uh, professional performance on the artificial surface. And they thoroughly deserved the, the, the three points, no doubt about that. McCausland will be gutted that his goal was chalked off. Rangers had two penalties, but his goal was uh, null and void. Yeah, but he, he was a real positive, Paul. Um, very direct, a lot of energy about him. And it was brilliant to see the young man get that um, first start. And he grabbed the opportunity with, with both hands, there's no doubt about that. And he's given the, the manager food for thought going forward now. Mark, Rangers narrowed the gap on Celtic to five points for a couple of hours. Celtic 6-0 against Aberdeen. What's the news on Kyogo after that head clash? Well, he's, he's not travelling uh, to meet up with the, the Japan squad. It was a sore one, Paul. I mean, you see it slowed down, yeah. you know, the way his head uh, and the surface, you know, at least he's got up and he's he's walked away um, and Celtic a good result and he played his, his part and it's a really good performance um, from Celtic. Got the eight-point lead back at the top of the table. Rangers... Uh, got a game in hand but you know Celtic and Rangers you know it's hard to see who's going to take points um, off them elsewhere Paul they're both really motoring just now albeit we're in the international break The other games Dundee four St Mirren nil we know that the St Mirren camp was ravaged by a sickness bug but what a result for Dundee Motherwell losing again 2-1 at home to Hearts and St Johnson the points against Ross County Hibbs taking the points against Kilmarnock but Barry there's some great news coming in from Billy Bowie and Kilmarnock mm. And it's uh, about the pitch itself. We just spoke about it last week at Rugby Park. What's going to happen? Yeah, it was always a place I really enjoyed uh, going to play. Um, Rugby Park was always a nice grass pitch, well looked after. Um, so the news is they're going to be bringing it back in the 25-26 season. Um, I was at, as you mentioned, the Livingston Rangers game yesterday and, and um, I just don't enjoy watching games of football. Certainly at the, the top level played on artificial grass. It should be grass shouldn't it Mark yeah yeah. for, for our top flight Paul it should be you know that should be part of the the criteria but again the, the, the clubs make the rules you know somebody can bring that up and vote for it I get it it's it's a great source um, of income but I think when you play in our top flight given what we're trying to attract uh, with a calibre of player with sponsorship with marketing etc 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 there shouldn't be any place for it at all um, in our top division what do you think give us a call the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy after a big weekend Dundee United kicked it off way back on Friday night with that 2-1 win against Dunfermline Adria 2-0 win against our Broth Partick Thistle winning 
2-1 against Morton Queen's Park they were up against Wraith Rovers told the late late show and it was Wraith Rovers who took the points Inverness 3 Air United 1 those are the, the main headlines and Falkirk and Hamilton still battling it out at the top of Division 1 let's hear from the managers first of all here is Brendan Rogers speaking about uh, Kyogo after he had to go off with the head knock yeah well, it wasn't great for him obviously it's a nasty nasty blow for him so um, so yeah so he, he'll obviously not travel to Japan, he'll need to stay here and recover. And uh, but yeah, the, the medical team will just make sure he's okay. You can't take any um, risk whatsoever, Barry, can you, with a head knock? No, I mean, it was a nasty blow, no doubt about it. Obviously, the clash of heads, and it's the way he fell onto the ground. You could see his head um, hit the, the ground at, at some pace. And, and listen, it was the right thing to do bring him off at that stage, even early in the game. Uh, Celtic were in total control. Um, and listen, they're doing the right thing. He'll just go and rest and recover and Celtic will hope he'll be back um, when international break's over. At moments like that, you do get a fright, don't you? The place was hushed at that moment, if it only had been hushed at three o'clock as well. But, but, and but, when I watched that, I don't think the Aberdeen players went in to do no. Kyogo any harm. He's went to try and get the ball, but he has connected with him and, and thankfully he was able to walk off the, the pitch. That's the main thing, Paul. Mark? <clears throat> when I watched the, the, the replay on... on and sports scene, Paul, it wasn't yeah. a night. Nice, I don't want to see that again. You know, it really was. It was quite, uh, quite sickening. But look, he's got up and he's walked away, and he's fine. That is the the main thing. But he, clearly, he, he was dazed. He could tell yeah, in a way he was walking. I mean, he didn't know where he was. Um, but but at the moment, he seems to be okay. And that's the most important thing that gives O an opportunity to come on. He gets a uh, a couple of goals, yeah. the changes um, that they made. So it was a lot of positives um, uh, for Celtic. Um, Yesterday, Lewis Palmer's really catching the eye. Yeah. Now, Paul, I mean, the clip and you know, that lovely wee dink with the outside of the, the boot, the right, the right hand side, then the cross. And when you look at Yang's goal for Celtic, Paul, it reminded me of, of Abada, the way Abada would come in off the right hand side and attack the back post. And there was Yang there to go and get that goal. So it was very similar. So you can see the coaching, you can see the way Celtic are, are, are moving the ball about that. You know, Brendan Rogers, you know, he's implementing a lot of things with the let's call them the project players mm -hmm. you can see improvement in them domestically great but that said Paul in January still work to be done for Celtic in the transfer market they still want to go in the manager wants a couple of proper players in and you can understand why a lot of the good things there a lot of things bode well for the future but the here and now definitely a couple shot here's Brendan Rodgers speaking about Yang and Palmer yeah very very good I think he showed variety showed that he's developing here as did Yang you know getting that uh, goal at the, the second post you know, normally you see wingers on the outside looking in, but uh, but both those guys contributed very, very well. Uh, he's a very talented player, Louis, and um, as I said, he can create a goal and score a goal, and uh, he did that. Chris Boyd saying that uh, Aberdeen will play much better against Rangers. I don't often like to talk about other stations on Sky yesterday, but it was. What do you feel about that? Do you think Chris has been just fair? Just the way they collapsed. Yeah towards the end I do think when you're 3-0 down and, and Celtic have got all the possession just sometimes get behind the ball and don't concede anymore I just think they were they were too wide open Aberdeen and they clearly suffer Paul when they play in Europe midweek um, a lot of people think it's easy and we're going about Celtic and Rangers playing whether it's a Wednesday or Tuesday or Wednesday in the Champions League and then you've got a game on the Saturday are obviously Rangers they're playing on a Thursday night and having to go on a Sunday it's difficult and sometimes you have to make some changes to freshen up but clearly Aberdeen have struggled um, to, 
to get any sort of performances after the European exploits. And I see that Philippe Clement spoke afterwards about the 62-hour break. That's all Rangers had between Sparta Prague and the game in Livy. Yeah, and yeah, Ab- Aberdeen's even worse. Yeah, it? but yeah. to be fair to Philippe Clement, he, he freshened it up a bit. Yeah. And to be fair, Rangers were really professional. That's the difference I've seen on them. When you watch them live, they're, they're very well set up. They're very well coached, very well drilled. Um and it is tough, Paul, when you've got a, such a, a quick turnover in terms of games. But at this moment in time, Rangers are handling it really well. And the guys who he's bringing in to freshen the team up are cert- certainly um, doing their piece to, to show the manager that they want to be part of it going forward. On a day-to-day basis, Paul, as well, Rangers, one thing that Clement has, has uh, implemented is a high level of, of professionalism and, and and dedication, which maybe just wasn't quite. I think one or two players would maybe might be allowed to take liberties under the previous manager. Not so uh, with this guy; it's proper. And if you don't buy into it, you'll be at the door in January. And there might be one or two that haven't bought into it as much as he wants them to, and, and they've got a lot of making up to do over the next six or seven weeks. This was the manager after the game, after the Rangers win against Livy. That it was a tricky game. First, you have the circumstances with the pitch. What's not an advantage for us? And the football we want to play. Kick-off hour, 12 o'clock, after a European night. Also having European success and then playing domestic, it's also sometimes dangerous in the heads of the players. The team showed a really good mentality and, uh, and the right spirit uh, and a good mindset to, to play a very mature game because we didn't give away anything and, um, yeah, we deserve to win, clearly. Also, when you miss a penalty, when you, a goal is disallowed, Sometimes you get in uh, dangerous games for losing points because these circumstances are not on your side. Yeah, at the end, it's a very positive uh, afternoon, I think. Barry's talking about the recovery time as well for players, not just the rest, the sleep that they need after a high-intensity game like a European tie. Yeah, and it does. it's not just physically, mentally as well, Paul. It takes a, a lot out of you. But as I said, they've, they've handled the situation so far um, really well. And what I like about them as well, watching them, they mix their game up a bit. They, yep, they like to get the ball down, but obviously he's mentioned the surface, it's hard to do that. And quite often yesterday, they went very direct and got off um, second ball. So look, it's it's going along nicely. But I like the way he comes across. He's not getting carried away. There's still a fair bit of work to be done, but he certainly made a difference. There's no doubt in my mind about that. You saw Russ McCausland. That's mm-hmm. his first full start, isn't it? Thought he'd his first goal. What did you feel about him? Is he going to make it at Rangers? Well, he's going to be given the opportunity and, and from what I've seen of him so far, Paul, and that his first start is easy to um, get carried away, but he looks to me if he's a grounded young man um, and I thought yesterday he brought a lot of directness. Um, he took the, the full-back on a number of occasions, took Rangers up the pitch, that 30 or 40 yards, which you want for your forward-thinking players. And also what I liked about him as well, he'd done the dirty side of the game pretty well, got back and helped have on a number of occasions. So overall... Delighted to see him be, being given the opportunity and there's nothing better seeing young players being given that pathway and hopefully that there's a lot of the B squad looking at that and thinking right you know what there is an opportunity if I go and show good stuff playing with the Rangers B team I may be given an opportunity under this manager. Here's what his manager said about him afterwards. what I expected him to do. I think he's very disappointed that his goal was disallowed of course. I, can, I think he can do better. He has, uh, he has more potential. I'm also somebody who gives chances to, to young players 
who show the right mentality, who do the right things in the training, who show ambition, who work hard for the team. And that's are the things he, he has done last couple of weeks in the training. Also, the, the moments he came in, he was bright, he was lively, uh, he played with personality, he worked hard for the team. So then I give chances. That will continue if he continues in the ways he's been doing now. You've got to give young players chances, Paul. You know, if the, if if he's ticking all the boxes on a day-to-day basis, you know, good attitude and training, professionalism, willing to listen, willing to learn, doing a bit extra tactically, switched on, playing with personality, which managers want to see, then you've got to create a pathway. Otherwise, if it's a dead end, you're just going to. What's the point? What's the point in having an academy? So McCausland get him in there. Felt really sorry from what a wonderful finish. Yeah, first one's not a penalty kick. He's taking a wee chance. Yeah. He's got away with it. It's not yeah. his fault. Well, you could I saw it fucking down both sides. Sure. Of it. But and we'll he, do that he, in Gareth. Yeah, but his goal was goal was a lovely um, finish. But you've got to show that there's an opportunity for players, uh, young players, at your club to come through. It, it can't be a dead end. Otherwise, you will just demoralise the coaches in the academy and the young players in the academy. Forget he's got real good ability but I love his attitude he's got a real work ethic about him as well normally wide players they drift in and out of games and they don't want to do that side of it tracking back but he's certainly shown that and I think if you don't show this to this manager that's been brought in he won't have it he won't be given the opportunity so I'm hoping that the young players are, are seeing that the new manager's given um, guys like um, McCausland Lovelace who came in against St Myrna a few weeks back um, age is, um, is just a number he'll give them the opportunity if he believes that they're good enough and over at Celtic it's not homegrown but you mentioned him earlier Yang and the manager spoke about him as yeah, well yeah well listen it's you play so many games so all you want to do is make sure that when you do play that you contribute and, uh, and you can see him developing all the time as, a, as assurance in the game not losing the ball I think when he first came he, he felt he probably had to always beat a man and, uh, and lost the ball too many times but now he's variety and his game's good he's got good quality works very very hard and uh, he's now getting into areas that's going to allow him to score goals How big was that win for Celtic guys? What do you think after you know six goals they lost as we know on Tuesday in Madrid to bounce back and I know it's back in Scotland it's not Madrid they're playing but it was Aberdeen well, It's very, very important point. I mean, the bottom line is beating teams at Aberdeen whether it's 1-0 or 6-0 that's what gets you into the Champions League that's what gets you your automatic qualification and gets whatever it may be the 30 million quid uh, in the bank so they're very very important there's a league championship up for grabs and had Celtic not won yesterday then you're looking at the gap being five points with Rangers having a game in hand so of course um, it's important it was a job done Celtic have bounced back from a very trying uh, midweek in Spain where you know some people say that they were embarrassed um, you know, losing six goals, I think you need to take the circumstances into account that they were down to 10 men for 70 odd minutes or whatever. Um, but that said, you know, when you do go down to 10 men, Paul, particularly in Europe when you're away from home, for me, that's where you just, you shore up. You just shore up, clear your line. But I'm watching, they're still taking, you know, 4 5 nil down, they're still taking chances and play. No, please, just, and I know it's a modern way now, but it infuriates me. It yeah. absolutely infuriates me. Yeah, that, that, that's what I said on yeah. Wednesday night. I, I was so surprised that they never come out the second half and just shut, sh- shut shop up. Just sit behind the ball. Let them have it in front of you. Don't have any spaces in behind. And um, I just thought they were going impressing. Mm-hmm. Atletico, high up the pitch with the quality they've got. And especially when you're down to 10 men, 
they can hurt you and that's exactly what they did Peter Grant in that seat that you're in now said that he, he understood it because it gave them an out ball having two up front not that many balls got up to them but that was his point on it what do you make are we getting a disagreement between the two managers they've been both been you know in the Michael Beale days he was going a bit lucky and just uh, a lucky manager I just see that Philip Clement we know a few days ago Brendan Rodgers says he would get rid of VAR Barry you agreed Philip Clement this is what he said about VAR I think at the moment he likes it yeah, I didn't see the images back, so I, I cannot have a, a good opinion about that. I'm a fan of VR, to be clear, because it makes the game more honest. There are less mistakes than there were in, in the past. In, the, in the, uh, the times I was player, there were much more mistakes because now every, everybody can see back in slow motion, can make the right decision. And still at the end, there will be some mistakes made because some decisions are a grey area. And it's, it's always interpretation of things, but um, yeah, overall, it makes the, the game more honest, and that's what I want, an honest game, because I, I want to, to build a team who plays good football and, uh, and creates a lot of chances and, and plays good yeah, football that entertains people. I think everybody wants to have an honest game at the end, so I think everybody needs to be favourite of VR. Look, I guess people will change their opinion on VAR at different times, Mark. It is one of the things. Down south as well, it was another big talking point at the weekend. Where do you stand on VAR? (laughs) Big question. Yeah, Yeah. I I would have it in the game, Paul, but, um, you know, if we woke up tomorrow and the SFA decided and the SPL decided, look, we're going to do away with it until the end of the season, then, you know, I could see the point in it as well. But I think now that you've started it, I think you've got to persevere. I mean, it... You want to look at that game yesterday, Livingston v Rangers. So what I would say, yeah, Van made mistakes yesterday, um, and I know we'll speak about it. But yeah. for example, the 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 Mikey Devlin yeah. handball. That's yeah. a great spot. Yeah. It is a handball. Mm. It is a penalty, and that's where Van. Yeah. Brilliant, you know, sure. fair play. Other yeah. things like I think we see it more down the road, you know, but up here, the amount of time that it takes uh, to get to decision. So there's, there's a lot of things that are there. Um, right, I heard the chief executive of of IFAB talking last week and the other decision makers on, on the various rules that can c- come in and out saying it'll probably take to the end of this decade for VAR to be much much better than what it is I'm thinking what seven years come on it's coming yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know so yeah. look, there's, a, there's a lot of good about it but there's a lot of uh, frustration I think the biggest frustration for the supporters that are that are in the ground you know you can't have a natural reaction to to goals because right. you're waiting for it. You, you're now seeing players that, and they're turning around before they celebrate. That's not nice. You want the natural reaction of a celebration yeah. when your team scores a goal. Barry, it's no longer a 90-minute game, is it? It's 100 minutes. In fact, you take the first yeah. half stuff as well. It's yeah, 115, and, 20 minutes. And being at live games, Mark makes a good point. The, the amount of time it's taken for, for uh, some of these decisions. Um, look, I'm not enjoying it. I've, I've got to bonus with you. But then Mark does make a point about uh, Devlin's handball I was at the game and I never even thought of it until it obviously went out for I don't know if it was a throw in at the opposite side or a, another corner kick I can't remember and then it, that that is a, yep. a real good spot and it, that's definitely a penalty but at this moment in time Paul I, I, I'm not enjoying it can't believe it's the international break again we seem to be saying it every yeah. few days well every few weeks so it's uh, the games with good uh, to see Lauren Shanklin called up that's exactly yeah. where I was going good yeah. to see him I think he deserved it another two good goals at the, the weekend and we've mentioned it a number yeah. of times for me he's improved so much this season 
He had a slow start, but my goodness, he's banging yeah, them in now, isn't he? Not, not yeah. just about scoring goals, his overall yeah. game, Paul. Yeah, he so I hard. think he's a, a really good football player, a really intelligent football player, Lon Shankland. He's he's an accomplished striker. Yeah. And by the way, Hearts have got a, a big money asset in their hands. I, I think they're going to have bids to deal with in January uh, for him, for sure. He's really, think, yeah. yeah, absolutely, mm. Paul. He's all round game, everything. I think giving them the, the captaincy was a masterstroke by Robbie Nielsen because he really looks as if he's matured, his leadership qualities, his all-round game. It's it's almost as if, even though he's a centre-forward, I need to do more than just bin the box, mm. go and go. You see the way he's linking up. He's encouraging, even the way he's dealing with, with, with referee, <clears throat> excuse me, referees. A yeah. real good ambassador yeah. for the club as well, the way he's taking on that captain. So, you know, not, I think there'll be bids in from now. And for me now, boys, I think Lon Shankland, absolutely at least a £3 million player at the moment. Barry, would you agree? Yeah, I like mm. him. I've said this um, even yeah. last season, but I, I just watching him a few weeks uh, a few weeks back against um, Rangers at Ibrox, and when he got the goal after four minutes, I, I thought he was exceptional that that night. And I've watched him a few times since, and he definitely deserves his call up. Um, and as I said, his overall game has improved so much. And listen, things like that do take you up at a level or two when you have that bit of responsibility, and that's what he's got. And Hearts captain now, come or Senor Ferguson, I, I'm watching him everywhere. Your yeah. nephew, Lewis Ferguson, he's unbelievable. His uh, Italian, it's, it's absolutely brilliant, Mark. You've seen it as well. It's yeah. molto bene, eh? You need to come in here and help his father. <laughs> Derek's absolutely brilliant. Your, your brother, of course, he is your, your big brother. But what, I mean, how much is he worth now? They're all talking about him. He's one of the best players. Lewis. Yeah, Lewis. Well, uh, I, I, it, it must be nudging in and around the £20 million. Mark. If, you're, if you're ripping it up in the Serie A, Better keep me good books. Exactly. <laughs> and UV and whatever. Yeah. I mean, you look at sure. you look at Brentford came and nicked Aaron sure. Hickey yeah. from Bologna for eighteen million. So the, 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 there's a, a track record there. So clubs down south will be looking at them thinking, and then they'll be the same way as people said about particularly with Rangers not going from they might have got for maybe two million quid. So madness. No, no. And, and by the way, give credit to Derek McInnes. There's another sign of Derek knowing a player. And he's good, uh, you know, he got him from Hamilton Aki, so what, 200 grand? No, no, for, even for Aberdeen. I think it was 110 grand. 110 grand, you know. And I think Lewis had only maybe played, what, Barry, 30 first team games or something at that point. Yeah. There's, not, there's something in there. But now, I don't know, Paul, roughly, yeah, he, sure. he, he, can't, he, he must be in around the 20 million bracket. Who's his agent? Is it still... Unfortunately, not me. Exactly. <laughs> the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Free quotes for solar PV, battery storage, and heat pumps. Let's go. Just looking at the screens here at Go Radio HQ, and it's busy as always on the M8. Um, yeah, both directions. Nothing horrendous, but it's slow as usual there. Let me check the M77 as you head southbound. Some delays at the moment between Plantation and Dumbreck Road. 10 minutes. Thank you, James, just for fixing that monitor over there. M74 northbound as you head towards the Kingston Bridge. Again, 10 minutes at the moment. The Clyde Tunnel uh, between Govan and Partick, 10 minutes. That seems to be roughly where we are all over the place. And where else? Yep, that's it. There's nothing else to worry about as you head home this Monday. Barry, they were talking about us in the traffic and travel on the breakfast show this morning. They were laughing about us with the M74, the M73 junction oh, last yeah, week. Yeah, you yeah. had me all over it, but I didn't, I didn't know what was you know, going on. You baffled me. Yeah. But do you know what? You flustered me there. 
Oh, oh, you? Oh, sorry, I'll keep you off the traffic. <laughs> it was uh, Grado was talking about it this morning along with Crofty. They were very, very funny. Rochelle I mean, is so I, good. I was just yeah. about to say that. Yeah, it's all right for them. They've got Rochelle there yeah, doing the business. Right, exactly. She's brilliant yeah. at it. You know, I would like to hear Grado and Crofty do it. Maybe tomorrow morning. Yeah. Yep. I think you're better than yeah. to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We'll pay for that one. Gorio Football Show, Paul Curry and Barry Ferguson and Mark Guidi. A lot of calls coming in as we head towards the international break. It's Thursday, isn't it? The game with Georgia. Five o'clock kickoff. So we'll be on air live during it. Mm. And uh, this is so rare. We're through already. We're not going to go in detail just now, Mark, but I can't believe it. You know, normally no. at this point we're saying, well, will we bottle it? Will no, we? Normally we're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Most time exactly. in the past 20 years, uh, we've been out. So uh, it's a very, very unusual position to be in the last time we qualified for a major tournament was a couple of years ago and it went to a penalty mm. shootout uh, in a, in a uh, what do you call it a Nations League playoff game uh, away to Serbia so yes to be through with two games to go Georgia away Norway at home Thursday night then Sunday night at Hamden and it'll be a right good party at Hamden on Sunday night Paul it'll be really good at home in Norway with a celebration hopefully it can be a victory um, as well but I've really a lot to look forward to sure are Kilmarnock are going by, back to a grass pitch but it's going to be the following season 25-26 but that's good news and will the authorities have the bottle to say that's what it should be if you're in the top flight you have to have a grass pitch um, there's been a call up Shankland is up because uh, Shea Adams pulled out over the weekend and Lauren Shankland is back in the full squad for these two games coming up G-A-R the Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Comforting air quality all year round. So at the weekend, Saturday we'll talk about shortly, but Sunday, the big two, Rangers in action. Lunchtime, Sunday against Livy. Barry, you were at the game, so there's a couple of things. Rangers had a goal disallowed early on. Connor Goldson, no complaints on that one. Yeah, they were saying it was Dessers when the free kick was thrown in. Yeah. He was in an offside position, never touched the ball. Um, and I can see the reasons why that was that was uh, disallowed as a, a goal. Then there was the McCausland <laughs> for the penalty in the box. And then when you saw the replays, so what yeah, did you but, feel? I'm not going to lead you. What do you think? At the start, I thought it was a penalty, and then obviously you see the real play, and it, it was definitely not a, a penalty, Paul. And what surprised me was the referee come over to the the monitor and gave it as a penalty. So I was very surprised at that. For me, it was it was not a penalty. Mark, no, it wasn't a penalty. Yeah. McCausland's started to go down early. Then eventually there is contact with uh, Shamal George, the goalie, but the goalie's not brought him down. The players taking the decision to start to go down. Um, so yeah it's um, it's a, a mistake by the officials that one and then McCausland with a strike goal it went up on the telly you know they said it's a Rangers goal yeah, but then Var said foul from Sima yeah I, th- I thought it was soft I can kind of see why it's been given but there's contact in the box all the, all the time Paul if I'm being honest with you you could have about three fouls couldn't you both way in any situation in the box yeah, that's there's the always yeah. there's, you have to have contact in the in the box it's a, a contact game um, so yeah I, I thought I thought it was soft but I can see the reasons why it was it was given technically Mark it was a brilliant finish for the oh, young man it? Yeah. yeah brilliant yeah. finish it was a great finish but, but see when you, what gets me is when when you are um, penalising that kind of challenge from from Sima then see otherwise see every corner kick it would either be a penalty or a free kick 
you know, free kick for a you know, because there's much thing, much more going on. Jersey pulling, holding, blocking, which is more than that. So, let us say that that's where VAR I find VAR annoying because I think with something like that, you just let the play flow. When you've got to look at something twenty times to make up your mind, then give the benefit of the doubt to to the yeah. the, the attacking sure. team. Yeah. And what about the Mikey Devlin then? The arm uh, for me, it's a penalty, Paul. His, his arms above his shoulder it hits him in the the arm, and and for me, that's the right decision. Uh, that a penalty was given. Could you see it in real no, time? No, I, I, I didn't. Too busy. I didn't. The then, yeah. obviously, you see the replay, and for me, yeah, it's a clear handball, so it's a penalty. Yeah, penalty kick, good spot, yeah. and that's that's what I have to congratulate Far um, um, on that one because it's a real uh, good spot. So it shows that they're going through the the footage properly. Someone say, "Oh, you're you're painstaking when you're getting it through that." But the bottom line is, it's a handball, and they've reached the right decision. Penalty for Rangers, Barry. <laughs> I see they're all talking about it so we checked the facts today Rangers have had six penalties top of the table along with Celtic they've had six as well yeah. so what's the what's all the morning about what's your point caller no penalties against Rangers that's what the, some of the Celtic fans are saying but what are they Mark any thoughts uh, well, nothing springs to mind that there yeah. should have been a, a penalty if I'm being honest with you I'm sure you'll get somebody What's happening? Or texting yep. in to, to tell me there was an incident in one of the, the previous games uh, during the season, but I can't think anything that's been like a stonewaller. What about that strike from McCausland? You touched on it. He took it brilliantly. He doesn't look like such a young player. He looks as though he's played 100 games. Yeah, and you've got to give him credit. It shows you the confidence that he's got in his game. Um, and I'm sure that we're getting that start and been, been getting a few opportunities since the new managers come in. I build a bit of confidence and, and yesterday it's just refreshing seeing a young player come in and his energy levels and his appetite for the game was was brilliant to watch and listen, when he came off, the, the Rangers fans gave him a, a brilliant reception. I think they, they appreciate and they love to see young players being given the opportunity. I could see Tom Lawrence, that goal... The, the ball through for Desers. Yeah, just want to see Tom Lawrence stay fit because there's no doubt Paul he's got good qualities about him. Um, look, he looked a bit rusty, but that's that's only natural because you've been out for a number of weeks. But with the ball through for for Desers for the goal, that's the quality that Tom Lawrence can bring to a game. And Desers beginning to get the goal now. It just it's trundled over, had taken a deflection, but that helps uh, him. Yeah, doesn't I'm, yeah, I'm just delighted to see it go in because yeah. I've got to be honest with you, he's not the the best of times since yeah. he's arrived but one thing about him you, you can't deny when you watch him he works ever so hard and, and that's see when I see that I'm desperate for somebody to, to do well and listen no caring about the finish yesterday wasn't it wasn't top draw but listen I went into the back of the net and hopefully that can can uh, give him that confidence boost any other uh, incidents not at that game I think at the Celtic game obviously the the clash the head clash I, I it looks as though they both were committed. Obviously, the Aberdeen player, um, well, Kyogo came off much worse. Mark, what did you feel when you saw it? Do you think he got a yellow card? Yeah, should I mean, it have been red? I can see why Willie Collum's gone gone for the yellow, and I don't really have any arguments with the yellow. The only thing, I, <clears throat> excuse me, I would raise, and it's nothing against uh, Willie Collum, is when you see something like that, you think, oh my God, and then you see what some players do get red cards for. I think, well. How can you be given a red for that? Now, I don't think he's going to batter Kyogo in the back of the head, but it's very careless, Paul, and it's bordering and reckless. 
um, that that kind of oh. challenge. You've got to be just more aware and be more sensible. Even on Aberdeen point of view, it's not great defending. Um, you know, regardless of what's happened to Kyogo um, in the incident. So, look, I can understand why it's a yellow. Had a red been brought out as well, you could say, yeah, I can see why it's a red too. But um, the main thing is, whether it's yellow, red, whatever, the main thing is Kyogo's right, okay exactly. because it really, yeah. really looked a real nasty one. Rubizic definitely was rash in, in that challenge, but it happens yeah, but in I, seconds. I'll be honest, yeah. I think a, a yellow is sufficient. And Mark, I was just about to say it, but Mark's stole my thunder. The most important thing is he's okay yeah. and he's walked off the pitch. Yep, he was dazed. And it, it, was, it wasn't just the clash of heads, it's the way that his head's hit the ground he's you can tell he's out, he's out for the count as yeah. he's going through the air he's out for the it's count hit, yeah. it's hit, he's sorry his head's hit the ground at a fair force um, and then you're, you're looking at that thinking he's getting stretched off here yeah. so obviously the physio the doctors were on they thought he was fine and he's walked off and the most important thing is for Celtic that he'll be back fit after an international break and I think the right thing to do is that he doesn't travel Amazingly that game stayed at 2-0 until what the 76 minute mark and then it was the penalty which Palmer took they went to VAR Jack McKenzie on all Aye yep. Yeah if, if you know, watched it again in, in real time even the first replay I'm thinking, that's, I don't know why that is going to VAR then you yep. see it again I think you can see with the look in Jack McKenzie's face he's thinking I'm going to end up getting done for this so again credit to VAR they got the right decision in the end but I, I didn't see it in, in real time but they have you do notice it now and you notice it in the World Cup um, in November, December last year things like that when there's a follow through from a defender even though if the ball's well gone defenders aren't getting away with that anymore Yeah because he's, he's mishit it he's hit it with the bottom he's, he studs but there is a a follow through from the, the Aberdeen player and, and listen there was only one thing that was going to happen for me it was going to be a penalty G-A-R The Go-Assisted Referee on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. 24-hour heating and cooling specialists. Yeah, but it's always very important. It's our idea to start fast in every game and, uh, yeah, the players scored a couple of really good goals. I think the the subs coming into the game made a great impact for us, kept the energy in the game. Um, Like you say, we scored two and, and could have had more, didn't concede so much in the first maybe one opportunity from a throw in where Johnny breaks through and, uh, and, and and just goes wide with it but apart from that I thought our positioning was really good in the game some of our combination play was outstanding and uh, like I said the, the two goals was exactly what we would want when we uh, when we started the game It feels like six months <laughs> um, No yeah that's difficult to say because I, I don't put expectations I live from day to day if I step into a club, um, first I, I take a lot of information, I look a lot of games, I, I saw all the games, so you get a, an idea of the potential of the group, uh, and then you start working with people, but I'm not somebody who has a, a fixed idea before, also not now about players, because you can always have positive surprises, and I love positive surprises, that players go beyond expectation, and I hope to see a lot of those the next couple of months. The two managers there speaking Celtic after winning 6-0 against Aberdeen and then Philippe Clément on his first month. Quite interesting there, Barry. He said it feels like six months. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I bet it does. Um, but the most important thing is, Paul, he has certainly made an impact. Yeah. There's no doubt. There was players that were struggling before he's come in um, and he's clearly gave them the confidence. He's clearly worked with them. 
on the training ground and as I say I think it's just went back to basics people knowing their jobs their roles and their responsibilities with and the, uh, without the ball and um, as another thing I like as I mentioned look, they still play nice football at times but they mix it up which I like um, they'll go back to front if they need to and they've certainly done that on a number of occasions yesterday because obviously the, the surface you come up against um, but yesterday at no time during the game did I feel that there weren't any danger I don't think Jack Butland had one save to make no. I can't recall one save no. I think we saw once in sportsing last night in the highlights that was running at the tunnel at the start of the game mm-hmm. um, I was watching him at, <laughs> I was watching him during the, the first half he was actually yeah. up and down I know goalkeepers yeah. move yeah. about to keep warm but I was seeing him he was doing like doggies up and down the the box because the ball was very rarely yeah. um, near mean, Rangers 18 yard box like, you know, I know there's been a lot made of Aberdeen's performance mm-hmm. or lack of performance um, at Celtic Park yesterday but the same could be said for Livingston at home mm-hmm. Who didn't lay a glove on you? One thing I'd like you know, talking about Philip Clement's first month in charge, half six, seven games under his belt, has cut a thing. And I, I'm sure in time, uh, it'll, it'll go deeper and, and we'll, we'll get more substance to it. But the amount of players that have said that basically what's going on now to what was going on two or three months ago, night and day, mm-hmm. compared to the previous manager and this manager, and there's a number of players said that even guys that were actually signed by Michael Beale in the summer, so. Yeah, that's a, a real indictment um, on Michael Beale in a negative way, but for Philippe Clermont and his staff, um, you know, your staff and, and, and Alec Ray's part of that staff as well, in terms of how they've changed things. I don't think it'll be anything drastic, it'll be small things, but you can see it. Barry's watched him live yesterday, he's been at games, um, you know, on the park and, and off it, you know, day to day. But um, it just shows as well the Rangers board were, were right to make the change, and maybe they should have actually made it sooner. Um, the arc is clear the alarm bells are there from the, the hammer in uh, Eindhoven um, towards the end of uh, August and then losing to Celtic uh, Ibrox but it, but it is what it is now but you know, when you hear things like that you think how bad was it under Michael Beale uh, you know, towards the end of his tenure Sky is full quite rightly today of the funeral of Sir Bobby Charlton and I see Prince William was there Sir Alex Ferguson Gareth Southgate and obviously a litany of Manchester United stars of the past and the present but he's such a huge influential figure in English football and the story of Manchester United Mark's great to see so many people there today and the cortege went past Old Trafford and he won the Ballon d'Or in 1966 he won the European Cup of course scoring twice there in the final against Benfica in 68 and he won the World Cup of course with England uh, and amazing before all our time but a, a real gentleman I heard Davey Moyes speaking about him today with Jim White and he said he was so kind to me during Davey Moyes a Glasgow boy who followed Sir Alex to uh, Old Trafford yeah um, you know and wonderful tributes Paul over the past mm-hmm. couple of weeks since he sadly passed away and as you say the, the turnout he's funeral today Mr Manchester United you know considering the recovery from the 1958 Munich Air disaster he helped um, Sir Matt rebuild the club again and, and, and 10 years later they were European champions and, and to win a World Cup with his brother in the team too and his brother Jack sadly passed as well a couple of years ago so yeah wonderful uh, people for English football for football in general and again as much as his ability on, isn't in question on the part Paul one of the greatest English players of all, of all time I think what's more important certainly is for me he was a good guy he was a good person um, yep. off the park yep. and as David Moyes and making time for him I'm sure as well he must have been 
a great ally for Sir Alex Ferguson in the early days. You know, when he needed all the help and all the, the support he could get. And there's no doubt Sir Bobby would have given him that uh, behind the scenes. And I'm sure as well, saying to the Manchester United board back then, don't be hasty, don't pull the trick, let's just wait and see good things are coming. So you take all that into account, then uh, a sad, sad loss. And Barry, your own dad would, uh, he'd remember him well. And the Charlton brothers, because obviously you and Derek playing, you came in seven years later, but it doesn't happen too often. But there's one of the biggest names in world football, Bobby Charlton. Nobody has a bad word to say about him. Yeah, I was watching it um, yep. this afternoon and the amount of, <clears throat> the amount of um, current players, ex-players, mm. ex-managers, current managers from all over the world um, came to pay their tributes. That just tells you um, what kind of, not just a player, but what kind of person he was. And that uh, the statues outside Old Trafford, Mark, and you've seen it many times. Law, Best, and Charlton. Brilliant. I mean, they are phenomenal, aren't they? And obviously, Dennis Law in there, and yeah. Dennis still with us, and yeah. uh, George Best, maybe one of the greatest ever. I mean, Dennis Law, our all-time top scorer, along with uh, Sir Kenny. Yeah, but it's, it's it's quite some football club, Man United. Ah, it's brilliant. It's a, it's a special club, and uh, been to Old Trafford uh, many times over the years. Thoroughly enjoy it. A great team to watch back in uh, Sir Alex's day. You consider what, what he achieved is absolutely phenomenal. Uh, the past decade hasn't been good enough uh, for Manchester United and, and somebody will need to get a grip of the club and turn that around. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Listen, thank you for making the switch. So many people saying they're tuned into the programme. John in Baldwell yesterday says he enjoys it every single night. He likes the programme as well. So he calls in. Um, John, thank you for making the switch to the programme. And Barry, he's a Celtic fan, and he said, I respect what Barry says. He was a brilliant player, but also the content. You're very, very fair. Yeah, he knows his stuff, doesn't he? <laughs> Don't worry, I'll get my beer and I bump into him in bottle. He's got an Alsatian as well, so... Oh, I like Alsatian. Oh, it's a beauty. Yeah. It's a cracker. Long-haired, short-haired. Yeah. Yeah, quite long-haired, actually. Yeah, is that yeah, okay? Nice. Yeah, yeah, I like, yeah. I like yeah. Alsatians. Yeah. Mark, where are we going with this one? Help <laughs> us out, dig <laughs> us out with breaking news no, I'm not, from I'm the curling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what no, about... a dog fan? Yeah. No, no. I'm not. I'm My daughters would love to have one. Yeah. And I've never had the the... Well, using our word there, no, yeah, to, to, it, to give them an ultimatum, a, a right, dog or yeah. me, because I know what I don't know exactly, the exactly. Exactly. So, no. And I'll be like, right, I've got bad news for you. <laughs> I've had that a few times. <laughs> but yeah, we had a dog, we had a Labrador. I know you love your dogs as well, Barry. Yep. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. I, yeah, my lost a wee pug. Um, yep. Nearly, a, that'll be coming up in a year. Uh, wee puppy. Yep. Uh, she was my pride and joy. My belter. So, just looking at the table after the weekend as we head for the international break, uh, Celtic on after the 13 games, 35 points. Rangers, 12 games, 27 points. St Mirren on 19 points. And Barry, it's been a great first term for St Mirren. Look, I know they were cuffed at the weekend, 4-0 at Dundee, but the sickness bug, is that, that's been the problem or 
Yeah, well, they, they run me a small squad, yeah. man, and when they have a, a few injuries or a few illnesses, it is going to affect them, Paul. I mean, they've, they've not got a huge budget at St. Man, but so far, I mean, again, they've, they've been the surprise package. But no surprise to me after what they've done last year, I've got to be honest with you, when you watch them, um, they're really well coached. And I, I think easily they will finish in the top six, St. Man. Mark? Yeah, I mean, St Mirren have, have been doing really, really well. A credit to Stephen Robinson, his staff. But look, I know it's, you know, it's the St Mirren's a west of Scotland, Paul, but I can't even mention Dundee. Yeah, I mean, sure. absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Yeah, even whether St Mirren were depleted sure. or not, yeah. Tony Doherty, I mean, look what Tony Doherty inherited in terms of the squad that he picked up that won promotion under Ian, um, Gary Boyer. Um, only two or three players on their books. Tony decided to break out on his own having been Derek McInnes' assistant for 13, 14 years brought in Stuart Taylor and his backroom team and credit to Dundee's I think probably most people probably including myself they thought they'll be bottom two playoff at best to, to, to stay in this division a lot of work still to be done but I think Dundee's on 17 points Paul yeah. um, uh, quite a lot at times 35 points will see you okay you might need wow. to get to 37 mm -hmm. or 38 but there we are in the middle of November and Dundee are almost halfway there mm -hmm. uh, to survive well, they're doing really well do you know what's impressed me Rangers battered them 5-0 up at Den's part and it's easy to feel sorry for yourself yeah. but that tells you the well the type of manager Tony Dock is and the character of the players to bounce back with two brilliant wins um, so yep they were probably everybody's or one of everybody's favourites to to be down at the bottom, but what a what a season they've, they've had so far. A double for Bakayoko. You impressed by him, Barry? Yeah, well, I, I watched it. I, I've not seen much of them. No. I've been honest. I've only seen the highlights, but I watched the full game against Rangers, and and they weren't the great on the night. To be honest, Rangers um, ran over the top of them, so it was difficult to judge. But listen, a couple of goals at the weekend against a a decent St. Month, um St Mern team you've got to be happy with that Yep St Mern on 19 points then come Hearts on 17 along with Dundee as Mark mentioned then Killy on 16 Hearts doing better we'll come back to them in a moment or two um, what about Killy what do you feel overall um, they lost at the weekend Yeah, I think to me, most teams out with you know Celtic Rangers could go to um, Easter Road and lose probably Celtic had a 0-0 there a couple of weeks ago so yeah. look, it's not a major um, shock but you know Command it will be fine you know, they'll, they'll, they'll be absolutely fine. Built a really strong squad, good uh, home form. The good thing as well, what, what Derek has managed to do is kick on this season and get okay. I know they lost on Saturday, but they've picked up good points on the road um, away. So, no, Kilmarnock it will be absolutely fine. That was a big win for Nick Montgomery, wasn't it? Barry, seven games with that. Yeah, and a, a win. clean sheet. I think that's what he was desperate for. Um, so, it was a, a good three points against that. A stuffy Kilmarnock team, but I mean, if you look at Kilmarnock, they're only three points off third. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure if you asked Dell at this stage the second international break in November would you be happy with 16 points I'm sure he would have took that absolutely just one point behind mm -hmm. uh, Hearts and Dundee Hibs on 15 what do we say about Motherwell Barry where do we start they lost again at the weekend at home 2-1 yeah I, fa I fancied Motherwell at the you weekend did. on Friday yeah yep. and Stuart Kettlewell wasn't happy with the performance um, so yeah they're, they're on um I know they got the, the point back against St Johnson at McDermott Park and I thought maybe that would have kicked them on again but another bad result at home. Yeah, they, they're in the slippery slope at this moment in time, Mother. 
he's got so much credit in the bank. Yeah, but eventually people get fed up. You know, the fans will. Yeah. What do you feel for Stuart? Well, I, well, I think Paul, I've said it all, all the time because the, the evidence is there out with Celtic and Rangers. Um, every club in our top flight will go through a spell in the season, sometimes twice in a season, where they'll go six, seven, eight games without a win. And then it's so Motherwell have been through that. I think it's no wins in seven, no wins in eight. Um, so they've they've had that um, spell, but now you, they need to kick out of it. The danger is that when St John's are picking up points, um, Livy don't look in a good shape now. Ross County, I think, will bounce back again. But Motherwell, they, they need to get out of that um, as quickly as possible. But it's not unusual for all our teams, 10 of our teams, to go six, seven, eight without a win. It happens. You just need to get out of it quickly. And Barry Livingston, normally they're challenging for top six, sometimes there. What did you see yesterday? No, the Livingston that I'm used to watching, Paul. Um, but with a tough to break down and then as the game goes on, you're always worried that they'll do something for a, a set piece or whatever. But at no time during the game yesterday did I feel at any stage... Livingston had a chance of getting back into it which um, I, that I, that I was surprised because since D David Martindale's been there they're the type of stuffy team and they've got some players that can do a bit of damage to you but there was nothing really going forward maybe it was just an off day I've caught them in a bad day at the office but yeah I expected more from Livingston you can pick up so much at Livingston because you're so close to it could you hear Clement could you hear yeah, David Martindale yeah he was on yeah <laughs> Kevin Martindale's What's he mad at the side, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's up and down. Um, and it was and interesting to, to, to be quite close to Clement, um, out on edge at the touchline, constantly barking instructions, demanding for the players. And it's good to see that, because if you've got a manager like that, that keeps you on your toes constantly, um, Paul. So, yep, it was um, it was a good, a good professional performance for Rangers yesterday. I was very impressed with him. Mark, for so long at the start of the season, St. Johnson were anchored, but mm. they've uh, got a big win at the weekend, that one goal victory over Ross County, who are on a, a poor run. Yeah, and what, and what a fabulous one in goal. Mm. You know, credit to, yeah. to Graham yeah. Carey, a beautiful uh, left foot shot, 20 yards out. He's got that in his locker. He's obviously since, you know, come out and, and explained the circumstances that he's gone with his family, um, his wife Rachel stuff. So uh, I know Graham and, uh, and I wish him well. He's a good pro. Um, an important part of that St John's team but family comes uh, first and the fact that he's been able to go out of the pitch that shows the support network that he's had in and around the building um, every day and he's rewarded uh, the club with a, a much needed win and I, I think I did say on here Paul I think I can see the I could see the logic in, in Craig Levine Grin not only for the dressing room but for that football club because I've lost Steve Brown and, and Jeff Brown and some of the people that are in place and, and the hierarchy you know, don't have the experience Um uh, to, to go and run a football club and, and cope uh, uh, when they're in a, a negative situation in terms of not winning games of football so Craig Levine will, will pull that football club together a big player from him is Nicky Clark yeah. Yeah. I, I see, has he got an injury I, I think he got an injury at the weekend a wee knock again yes. so hopefully it's not no too bad but what about his effort that hit the cross bro? yeah, yeah you, you need to keep I've always liked Nicky mm. Clark mm. busy up top he's got a good touch about him he knows where the back of the net is so it's important to keep players like that fit and they'll be hoping that it's just a, a short term injury no long term users next then we're back with Barry and Mark 
The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Reduce your energy bills with the latest renewable energy products. Let's go! Well, the weekend kicked off with Dundee beating St Mirren 4-0. Hebs a one-goal victory against Kilmarnock. Josh Campbell, great run by Martin Boyle. Motherwell. 2-1 defeat at home to Hearts. They were two down. And then a penalty. Blair Spittle scoring for the well. And St Johnson, a big win for them at Perth. Graham Carey getting the goal against Ross County. And then to Sunday, the 12-ish kickoff. Livingston nil, Rangers 2. Desers getting a goal again. And then a penalty. There was a couple of penalties in the game. First one missed. Um, but later on, James Tavernier, he's got some goal-scoring records for yeah, Rangers. I, and again, Paul misses a first penalty and he's got the confidence yeah. to, yep. to step up and put it in the back of the net the, the second time. And, and that's happened the last couple of weeks. Um, so credit to him. I've always said that, Paul, I feel he, he gets unfair criticism at times. Um, he's always there, he always plays, he always gives his all. He might not be everybody's cup of tea, but listen... Overall, I think he's been a right good signing for uh, for Rangers. His consistency is phenomenal. And he plays yeah. every single game. Yeah. Mm. Every single game, as I said, and he, he steps up like, uh, you you know, I'm expecting him to finish the penalties, but a second penalty came against Livingston and it was the first up, give me the ball, I'm taking this and I'm making sure it's hitting the back of the net. You know, see when you, when you reflect and you look back at his contribution to the club, why does James Tavernier get criticise as much as he did and, and a lot of it from Rangers supporters it's because he's a captain see if he wasn't the captain he wouldn't get that he wouldn't get the criticism he just would have viewed as another player so the fact that he's taken on the armband and everything that he's given yeah he's got his fault yeah defensively yeah he's not the best defensively but we've said before if you're the full package you wouldn't be playing up here you'd know, be playing down the road you'd be playing in La Liga so you've got to accept that there's going to be deficiencies in your game but over the piece He's been absolutely brilliant mm-hmm. for Rangers. What have you like? I mean, look at his goal. When was it away to St Mirren a few weeks ago? Yeah. I mean, you know, sliced into the top corner, the free kicks, you know, t- taking the penalties. Well, people say, oh, he's, you know, he's, he's, he scored whatever it is, 70 or 80 penalty kicks. Well, that's not his fault. Rangers <laughs> have been given penalties, whether they've been given them, yeah. for whatever the circumstances are. He's, get, he's the guy that's putting the ball in the spot for 12 yards and 95% of them he's slotted away. So, you know, over the piece, I've said, at 300 grand mm. what a bit of business absolutely brilliant a couple of hours later Celtic 6 Aberdeen 0 2-0 at half time a Yang header in 8 minutes Palma cross Kyogo in 16 minutes Zavar penalty in 76 well it was a penalty Palma scored David Turnbull came on as a sub and scored in the 92nd minute of play and then a double from O in 96 minutes and in uh, what 98, 99 minutes 6-0 man in the match was Lewis Palma and not far behind him Matt O'Reilly and Yang would that be fair Mark? The those were the three yeah I mean I, I think you know Palma's looking a, a bit special uh, Paul he, he really is um, I think some of the the movement with Celtic you can see that you know the work that's getting put in the training ground you know off the ball the, the wee runs the passes inside and if you're a defender they must be a nightmare to play against you know if you're not fully switched on uh, you're going to get punished uh, and it could have been uh, a few more uh, actually yesterday for Celtic but you know you can point to like if you want to use the word the collapse of Aberdeen and stoppage time that 10 minutes which if you're an Aberdeen fan player manager you say, that is unacceptable totally unacceptable the flip side of that is you've got to credit Celtic for keeping going because they're three goals up. They could have just sat back and played out time and bump, bump, bump. But they've actually gone for it and uh, they were lethal 
uh, whenever Aberdeen gave them an, op- an opportunity, they took it. Here's Brendan Rogers. Well, very good because Aberdeen are a strong team, a tough team. I think we you mentioned it beforehand at how difficult they are to play against, and especially away from home. They've got some really, really good results. So for us to score six goals, keep a clean sheet, be as creative as we were whilst disciplined, then uh, it's a mark of a good team. You had the pain during the week. We dust ourselves off and, uh, and go and produce a really good performance. So uh, really happy and uh, yeah. Good, good win. Pain's a good word for it, isn't it, Barry? Because that's tough to lose 6-0, albeit against Atletico Madrid. What does that tell you about the character of the players? Oh, it was a sore one, let, let's be honest. Um, when Maeda got sent off, it was just certainly the, the last 45 minutes, it was just waves of attack for, from Atletico. We spoke about it at the start of the show. I just was really surprised how open Celtic were. Uh, you know what I mean? You're down to 10 men. You've got to remember the level of opponent you're playing against and the level of player. Sometimes you just surrender the ball and make sure you don't concede. But listen, they did. They've got quality and then to come back. All you can ask of your team is, can I get a response? And they, they certainly did that. Um, I thought somebody defended at times for Aberdeen. I'm sure if Barry Robson looks at that, he'll be, he'll be in. They'll be doing video work on it because um, they were too wide open. Again, similar to what I was saying about Celtic, you get three nothing. You just want to go on that bus and go up the road and say, right, bad day at the office. But conceding a three in the final nine minutes made it even worse. He didn't use the uh, turnaround, the quick turnaround. What they came back from Greece. That was the game was Thursday, Thursday night, night. Yeah. so he didn't complain about it. But Philippe Clement has actually said about Rangers sixty two hours. That was the the, the the break they had between mm-hmm. the game with Sparta and the match yesterday. This is what he said about it. He said in Europe, others give more time between these huge games. Yes, I think it's better for, for Scottish football also to do it that way. They're doing in Belgium. They're doing in other leagues also to, to take care of that because can be maybe for people who, who never played think what is the difference for six hours more or eight hours more, but it's a big difference in, in recovery of a body these hours of sleep, these hours of recovery, because it's really short time that players can uh, can recover. We play every three days. We will have again a schedule of uh, 12 games in, I think, 38 days. It's an important part, the recovery, uh, also in, in my job, to um, yeah let the players understand how, how important it is, the food, the drink, the cryo, uh, the sleep also. What's very important, what to do, when to sleep. So in that way, it's important, thank, I think, in every league that games uh, teams that play in Europe on the Thursday evening that they, they play the, the Sunday evening. In a lot of leagues, it's uh, it's done. So maybe something to to see for the future. Mark, will anyone listen? Well, first of all, I can understand why Philippe Clement saying that and, and raising it is something certainly to 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 discuss and put out there. I remember Jurgen Klopp kicked off a number of times um, about a similar situation with with, uh, with Liverpool when they were playing lunchtime on the Saturday and, and, and they had just played on the Wednesday night. And I think actually that was taken into account with the new scheduling. So what you need to do, you need to get the SPFL on board. But just as importantly, you need to get Sky on board because Sky are calling the shots for the, for the kickoff time. So is it is it within Sky's schedule remit to, to make it a, a six o'clock kickoff rather than a 12 o'clock kickoff? kick-off I'm not so sure if it is but put it on the agenda like I said the clubs run it and I'm sure that Sky would would, would be sympathetic and, and try and work it that said English football games will always take priority Paul in terms of the scheduling 
and kick-off time. So I get where Philippe Clement's coming from. He's sticking up for his club, trying to get the best of the players. But the other thing that I would say is, Paul, mm-hmm. see when you're a big football club, when you're a big football club, you want to play involved. You, you, you just need to get on with it. Yeah. That's you've got a big squad for, and that's why you carry 22, 24 players. I don't have a problem with them raising it. And then I'm saying, yep, I get it. But see, if you don't get a, a, a 68-hour break rather than a 62-hour break, just go and crack on. Go, go, go and with on with it. That's why you're a big club. What would you rather have? No, have these mm. games. Barry, I would rather be playing in Europe. <laughs> yeah, sure. And yeah. you had eight, yeah. 2008, for example, you were playing yeah, every but, but three every days. season that yeah. I, I was at Rangers. Yeah, um, yeah it was a, a quick turnaround. I, I don't know if seven hours would make a major difference in terms of rest. You would need to ask a sports scientist and the, and the doctors on that. But I can understand where he's coming from if you look at where he mentioned. Um, for instance, his his uh, home country, Belgium, they do have kickoffs later on at night. Um, I, I'll be honest, we I would rather play early afternoon at Livingston than rather at night. Um, but it's just something maybe everybody can sit down and and bang their heads together and come up with a solution. Because what you want is you, you do want your clubs playing in European competitions, but you've also got to be wary, Paul. It's it's. Um, it's not just physically, it's mentally as well. It's it's tough, but if you are at a big club, you have to deal with these situations, unfortunately. For sure. Rangers, the chairman, has been speaking about the latest results. Barry, I know you'll always be on it, so will you, Mark, top journalist. And they've made a small profit. The profit is down from the year before, but it's the second successive year. The profit is 252000 That's the operating profit. So I'm just looking at it briefly. It was $5.5 million last year. The operating costs are up from £97 million to £108 million. Um, haven't seen what the player trading was during that spell, but, yep, yeah, it's a profit, but a small amount at the moment, and uh, well, there was a lot spent yeah. on transfer fees yeah. uh, during the summer. Mm. Um, quite For a bit more than mm. Rangers have spent over the last what four or five years. Mm. Um, correct me if I'm wrong there. So, I think come January they'll do everything under power. Paul, I says that a couple of weeks ago. If the manager feels or he identifies a player that will strengthen the current starting eleven. I think they'll they'll do everything they can to try and help the manager bring that player in. Because they did Whether provide money. Whether that's a permanent transfer or they may look to go down the kind of loan one. route, I do think they will try and bring in one or two bodies in the window in January. Because it would be hard to move on some players who've come and if it doesn't work out, they're in big contracts. Michael Beale was given and, quite a lot. Yeah, not just salaries, there's three, four years mm-hmm. deals. Um, it's been given it to these these players it's not as easy as just saying right you're just going to ship him out mm-hmm. there needs to be buyers for these mm-hmm. players as, as well so it'll be interesting to see what type of, not just Rangers but Celtic what, what kind of business is going to go on in, in January but for a Rangers point of view I do think there will be a bit of movement Mark, we want to see all the clubs staying in a healthy position I'm just looking at it they had their record sale during that year Calvin Bassey um, obviously who went to Ajax for what around £20 million pounds. Uh, they're talking about director of football and there's a, a tease on that from the chairman so there's no word on it yet but maybe there'll be uh, a director of football and here's something you'll like a, a statue to Walter Smith is coming there'll be more news on it in Govan there's going to be a statue there to one of the yeah. greatest managers ever yeah, I mean, what, what a fantastic servant to, to Rangers. Yep. Mr Rangers, the modern era. You know, John Gregg's got his statue there, so it'll be very fitting um, for, for, for there to be one of uh, Walter Smith. So I look forward to that. And, and it's nice to 
um, to see that Rangers uh, honouring and, and paying tribute to Walter uh, and Ethel um, and the family uh, as well in terms of the financial results for, for Rangers Paul a profit's a profit it's pretty much break even um, and that's where it's a sore one not getting into the Champions League that's where you, you, you'll you see that that kind of filters down what will be interesting for Rangers and where there'll be I don't know if dilemma's the right word to use but let's just say for example Rangers go to, 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 to Celtic and one at the end of the year, let's say the gap's two or three points. Mm-hmm. Come January, so there's going to be a real onus on the board to go and get, well, wait a minute. So you're going to try and win the league. If you win the league this season, it's it's the biggest prize in Scottish football history in terms of the Champions League because you're getting more games to play with the new format. So there's more money up for grabs. So that'll be an interesting one rather than, let's just say, Celtic mm-hmm. winning the gaps 10, 12 points in the second half. You see, well, that's pretty much wrapped up. So that would be interesting to see how they approach that regardless Philip Clement like Brendan Rodgers mm. will want better players will want to keep improving the squad that's what you try and do um, every window so it'll be real interesting time ahead but when you see a new manager going in and I know it's early days but the signs are positive but you've still got a, a hell of a task to go and overcome Celtic over 38 games but when you bring in a manager like Philippe Clement and the early signs are good then you need to go and back him as best you can and you can't put your club in trouble either needs to be a level of understanding but I think a valuable lesson that Rangers would have learned from last summer is let a manager be a manager mm-hmm. and let a director of football be a director of football don't give them the responsibility of being everything yes have an input but I think mistakes have been made by giving Michael Beale full control all during the summer so I think you need to split um, that role and it doesn't need to be a director of football it could be a head of recruitment you know, something like because I always say the manager should be the most important yeah. guy at the football club but you do need help um, so I, th- I do think there's a need to bring in somebody else I think that's one of their priorities I think in the coming weeks or, or months you, you will see a head of recruitment or a, a director of football to come in and, and take that side away so the manager can concentrate on the training pitch and making sure that his team are up to scratch and making sure you're getting results whether that's in Europe or whether that's in the league um, and I'm sure they'll be impressed with this manager you don't want to stand still Paul you always look to improve and as a player whether it was in the summer or in January when you see a couple of players coming into the dressing room you think to yourself keep showing your toes and it energises the squad as well so I think there'll be a, a bit of movement Mark you're spot on about the failure to progress in European competition not to be in the Champions League this year is a blow but they did say in it last year obviously didn't go well and they didn't make as much from it as they would have hoped to they did well the year before as we know with the Europa League going all the way to the final but the European money is huge this is massive coming up because Celtic are sitting with what 70 odd million in the bank now they're not going to shell out 70 million and that would be financial madness but there's money there Barry has said a few weeks ago there'll be money for Philippe, Philippe Clement and it's, this is going to be quite some period coming up but good time to be watching Scottish football yeah it is and, and you know just to touch back in Celtic yeah. and, and the midweek uh, defeat to Atletico yeah. uh, Madrid and I think you can see it and I know there's always that immediate reaction or one of disappointment and frustration sometimes anger but if you're a Celtic supporter Paul um, and you're paying your season ticket money you know domestically to to, to put into the funds and the team go and try and win the league that's fine you're then being asked to 120 to 140 quid for Champions League football they must get a point I think you look at the track record over the past 10 years when if you're a fan you say I'm actually fed up with this 
I'm fed up watching my club selling our best players uh, every summer, but I'm still being asked to stump up to watch to watch his, you know, you know, get 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 toused a few times. Mm. No. That's when I said a few weeks ago, Paul, no, I think the onus is more than Celtic now. A big response was try and keep your best players, don't just succumb to big but you know, and, and, and give it give it a go uh, properly. So I think that's something that Celtic the hierarchy have to be mindful to uh, of as well is like, you know, Celtic fans will support the club, but you know, you can't take it for granted um either. And when you bring in a manager like Brendan Rogers, just supposed to flick them on. Brendan Rogers got a fantastic track record domestically, he delivers, but give him the best possible chance of not getting into the Champions League at the moment, but almost like just to make up the numbers. Give a starting point, a fighting chance of being third. So keep your best players, have a crack at it, supplement that with a couple of really good ready-made players. You can see a development in guys like like Palmer, different ones coming on, but you know, just try and change the flow of traffic uh, and don't sell, if you can avoid it, don't sell your best players. Good article today in the record. I know you read it as well, Mark. Uh, Keith Jackson, uh, his, his intro is they made more noise during the minute silence for Remembrance Day than they did during the 48 minutes that followed. Now, most people at Celtic yesterday respected the minute silence. Mm -hmm. Some people didn't. And that is obviously the last thing that you want to hear. It shouldn't be political. It should be remembrance. Many Just be respectful. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Just be respectful. Um so his article, though, is about the fact that there's a disconnect at the club at the moment. So we know that some of the Green Brigade are out at the moment. Maybe that'll be sorted soon. But it's a team that won 6-0 at home. And yet it wasn't the usual noise bounce in the stadium once the game kicked off. And that's not what any football club that's going to be successful. And Celtic have been successful. They've been the dominant force in Scottish football for so long. I just, I, I'm not quite sure where it's going and how they're going to resolve it. Uh, what well, the, the issue with the Green, yeah, the, the green Brigade yeah, is yeah. on is ongoing. Obviously, the Green Brigade have uh, been a big part of creating yeah. an atmosphere, mm -hmm. you know, stimulating it the, all around the stadium. That said, I totally get Celtic's um, stance and on, on various things that have been going on um, over the past number of years. I think the Green Brigade have responded by saying um, that they are going to do their own kind of protest or, or whatever it may be. It's getting a bit messy, Paul. Yeah. It's is it 300 registered fans? Yeah, or 260 or, or, or whatever, You're right. whatever it may yeah. be. Um, so yeah, it, it's an unfortunate situation, but then it's maybe just up to, because uh, I can't see the, the, the situation being resolved uh, easily or amicably. So it's up to the other Celtic supporters to go and create ah, yeah. an atmosphere. It shouldn't be too yeah. difficult, you know, go and create it. It's part of the problem that they think it's going to be easy for Celtic this season, they're eight points ahead. So do they need that kind of neck-neck competition? I think for it, for any neutral for Scottish football, I think that's brilliant. You know, we've seen a number of, uh, in the past 24, 25 years, a number of great, dramatic last day finishes. Barry's been involved in two or three of them. So that that's brilliant. Um, but yeah, go and create an atmosphere. If you've got 55 to 60,000, go and create an atmosphere, but, but create the right type of atmosphere, one that is supporting your club and supporting the players on the pitch. We, we were talking about it midweek. I mean, I was at the Prague game and I, yep. I was saying to Paul, the difference now going to a Rangers game the atmosphere there's a healthy atmosphere about the places three or four weeks ago it was really toxic with obviously Michael Beale with the situation the team we're in and that's what you need it's so important that you have a connection with your supporters you need them you need them they, they create a, a an atmosphere and, and that's something that I was worried we obviously it was going on with Rangers 
that's down to Philip Clement and the players. Mm. They've got a good atmosphere about the place, and, and when you've got that, listen, it helps you. And Celtic have got a great manager and a really good team. See whatever you feel about the team, but mm. the eight points clear in the title, and this could be some title race, but it's a club that's not happy. There's something wrong at the moment. And maybe younger fans are just used to winning all the time, but it's not guaranteed. And I love when people go to football, support your team, you can get involved in all these other things elsewhere, not at the football ground. Um, it's such a pity because today they're talking about it on you know, national radio. They were talking about Celtic are the, the focus of the uh, what happened yesterday for that minute sounds. And most Celtic fans respected it. It's such a pity that it's things off the pitch. And that can affect, eventually, players. You want a united club. And there'll always be healthy disagreement. But it's just it seems that the pendulum has swung the two but, completely different issues. Yeah, but to... to 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 get it back, and I don't I don't think it's a a, a, a real negative um, situation for Celtic in terms of being supported in the right way. Mm. But I think in, in Brendan Rodgers, I've got the right guy to bring yeah. it back. Mm. You know, he if he if he feels there's something slipping and uh, his team aren't playing to the best of their capabilities because there's not the same kind of atmosphere around the stadium, all around the stadium, mm. then Brendan Rodgers will find a way to to, to address that for sure. Thanks for summarising the Rangers results as well there, Mark. That's uh, the latest news just coming out of the club. Rangers have reported another set of robust financials. They're saying uh, a small profit, second year running, revenue above 80 million, record commercial revenue, they're saying, positive player trading performance and continued investment in facilities and the team, which will continue that, That's one forward. thing that I, I've, yeah. they're trying to do that round about the stadium. You obviously see the new Edmondson House, the museum, and obviously they've got a facility at, at I think holding about 300 people, Paul, for like Q&As, like before yeah. the games and whatever. And that's what you want. You want fans coming two or three hours before the actual kickoff and be around about the place. Uh, and I think there's a new sports bar opening as well in the corner of the old Rangers Club shop. So they're trying to bring it up. Um, there's still a few things need done, but at least they're trying to make it um, as best as it can be as an experience for the fans. And Celtic have upped the ante, haven't they, in recent years as well, the Celtic way. You know, the, the, the team arrived, they go up before the game, yeah. things have improved. And we want it to be a spectacle to encourage young people coming and enjoying the games. You've got to, Paul, you've yeah. got to keep the next generation, you've got to keep them interested, you've got to keep them thinking that they're, they're getting value for money, you're wanting to create heroes, that's why it's so important to have your own coming through at the moment. It's, it's McCausland for Rangers, Barry was one of them, there was, there was Alan Hutton, Charlie Adam, Alan McGregor yeah. at Celtic, if had Kieran Tierney, Callum McGregor's one of their own coming through yeah. the system. James Forrest, wonderful servant. So you've got to make sure that continues and you've got to keep stimulating your supporters. You've got to make sure they're getting value for money. You know, Make sure you're not taking the mickey at value for money um, as well. And if you do that to the best of your ability, yeah, you'll be fine. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, Barry Ferguson and Mark Weary. This time tomorrow night, John Harson will be here. And Craig Moore, where's he been for a few weeks, Craig Moore? We haven't seen him, is he... Uh... Round the world looking, scouting yeah, for talent. Yeah, he could be anywhere, yep. big guys. He could be anywhere, but he's, he's back here the morning night. That's the most important thing. One of the best defenders you had behind you at Rangers, you always say. Yeah, 100%. Yep. And I'm not just saying that because he's one of my, my mates. Um, he wasn't the biggest as a centre-back, but uh, I wouldn't have enjoyed playing against him, that's for sure. Because <laughs> uh, good football player, what I liked him, he just kept things simple, good organiser, communicator. Um, and loved a tackle 
He did. Big John, what was he like to play against? You had so many Sweaty. battles, didn't you? <laughs> was Very, he, he uh, gave yeah, everything. I always remember after five minutes, his jersey would be absolutely yeah. soaking wet. Um, and I was trying to grab it. <laughs> I didn't expect that. I knew there'd be something. But no, I, listen, the three, see the three that yeah. Celtic had up top, mm. they, they were quality operators. No doubt about it. Larson, Sutton. Whatever happened to Chris Sutton? He's disappeared. <laughs> no, he's everywhere. Uh, it's like a Punch and Judy show, isn't it? With him and Chris Boyd now and Sky yeah. on a Sunday. But I see that he's been saying it was embarrassing for Celtic, the Atletico Madrid uh, result the other day. And he feels the summer recruitment from the club wasn't that great. More importantly, January. It's going to be fascinating. A few Celtic fans have been on there listening to Rangers' results or whatever, but reminding us that Celtic are eight points clear. Rangers have a game in hand. But it's a difficult window. So I want to ask you both about January. What can Celtic fans... They need another striker, mm -hmm. obviously with Kyogo or Maeda going to uh, the Asian Cup. It's the most difficult window. First, players that are becoming available, are going to be available, sorry, are not been playing. They're out of favour with the manager. Um, I don't think you're going to get them at peak condition because you would need to obviously get them some some game time. So January is always always um, a difficult window to do business. But I, I, I do think, for a Rangers point of view, I do think the manager will be allowed to bring in. Whether that's paying a transfer fee, I don't know, Paul. He might look to go down the, the loan market. Um, but it is a... got to understand, the summer's is naturally when they rebuild or, or they bring in three or four players um, but January is always the most difficult What do you think Celtic will do in January? Where will they strengthen? Well the, the, the easy ones are saying up front but I, I, I know they brought uh, Bernardo in from um, Benfica centre midfielder but I always thought they would have brought in like a kind of not a destroyer but somebody to play in that role right beside Callum McGregor. I know you've got Hitati and O'Reilly and they three um, are, a, are a real top three um, when they're all in their, their, their game. So it'll be interesting to see if, one, they're going to spend money um, and two, how many players are they going to bring in because I'm sure managers always look to, to strengthen certain areas of the pitch. And he wants to clear out some players as well, Mark. Yeah, I need to yeah. get them. I mean, there's, there's five, six, number. seven, eight players that could yeah. easily... Go or, or, or move on, and maybe that you look to sell a couple rather than wait to to, to the summer. Look for me, the January window, Paul. Play it, you know, clubs. I think they just cover their own backs. To be perfectly, like, oh, it's a difficult one. Yeah, nobody's saying it's easy, but it's not impossible either. You know, go and improve your squad. There's thousands of players out there. Go and improve it. Look at Celtic's January window two years ago. Maeda, Hatati, Matt O'Reilly. There you are. So it's not difficult. Rangers last season. For all, Michael Beale uh, had his uh, deficiencies in, in, in recruitment. He got Raskin and Cantwell, two really good players that that, that improved the team. Um, so I, I just I, I don't buy into all that. Mm. For me, it's just you know getting the excuses in in case it doesn't happen. Every window you should be able to improve uh, your squad. Sometimes you'll, you'll you'll need to sell necessity does it, or you get bids in that you that you can't uh, afford to turn down. Um, but Celtic need to have a better window in January than what they had in the summer the manager will demand that none of your major assets get out and go and get a couple of proper players to come in yeah I, I don't line. know I, I don't know if Celtic will change that model I know you mentioned that three or four weeks ago um, and it's a good point keep your 
best players. I know quite a number of them. O'Reilly, Hitati, Kyogo, Maeda have all signed longer-term contracts, but the model at Celtic got... The reason why I think they've signed them on longer-term deals is to get top dollar. And, and let's be honest with you, when they perform, they're good players. I'm sure there's clubs that have earmarked them. Yeah. And if they come in with a certain amount of money, every player's got a price on their head. I don't know if Celtic will change the way that they've operated for a number of years now. No, I, I, I get that, and, and they probably won't. My point would be, when you have got, whatever it is, the guts of 70 million in the bank, if you oh. win the league, you've got that other Champions League money come in, you've, re, you've recruited, in terms of what Celtic can attract as a manager, the best possible candidate, mm. in my opinion. Just alter the flow of traffic what you, you have to oh, so we're keeping the yeah. best players this summer we're going to have a crack at it for a year why not why not you know why not just go and do that providing the players are on board if the players are going to kick up and the manager would, would know that look this guy's not on board he wants to go he wants to go and treble his money and okay get all that but if you have a conversation with him as a manager and say listen we've just been in the back of four or five hammers in the Champions League see this season we're getting into it ready. We've been together for a year. Let's go and have a crack at this together. Let's go and see what we can do. Even if it's just finishing in third place, first of all, let's go and try and win a game. You know, they've played they've played 10 games in the past 18 months. Yeah. The no, next one, no won a game yet. Lazio. Lazio yeah. away. But for, for, for next, that, that's what mm. I'm saying. But it might not be realistic. Yeah. I might, but, you know, if ever they're in a position to do it, for me, it, it, it's now over the next year or so, you know. Are you frustrated by the international break? I know we have to have it. We've got the luxury of having qualified, but Barry, do you not feel it's stop, start? Would you not prefer it was, you know... Rain? Yeah, but I like the feeling that we're going to Germany next, <laughs> yeah. next yeah. summer, no, no doubt complaints. about it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and we've done it really early. But uh, yeah, listen, you, you, you just feel you've got started back up and then you're, you're obviously having to stop for another couple of weeks. Um, but... Listen, Scotland are going along nicely. I mean, they're looking at the Scotland squad. There, there is a number of players that they're missing who are are key players, are big players for for the the national team. But um, once we get these two games out of the way, um, before we know it, we'll be back to the domestic stuff. Who's the goalkeeper for you, Mark? I haven't seen you since we saw. The, you know, we heard the news that Angus Gunn is out. Yeah, he's out. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's obviously Xander Clark and Liam Kelly have been the the backup uh, goalkeeper. So uh, to be honest, I think they're both very capable goalkeepers. Get toss a coin, Paul. Give them a game each. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, Barry. What would you do? Game each for the keepers, or? Um, I I, I think it will be Big Xander. It will start um and go. Um, I, first and foremost, I will say I, I've been hugely impressed with Angus Gunn. Um, I like him very good goalkeeper and he might do that he might play one against Georgia on Thursday and then a different one in, in Sunday we just need to wait and see but two of them listen two of them deserve they've, they've done pretty well at their, their their clubs good to see young Ross McCrory um, get, get yep. brought in um, which is, is good for him Robbie sorry should I say get mixed up with his, with his brother yeah. but he's one player that I think he'll need to look his future um, whether in January or whether come next summer because he's at an age where 24, 25 he needs to go and play if he wants to go and progress his career because he's certainly he's certainly got the ability to to play at a, a good level Could Lauren Shankland be on the move in January? The Hearts fans would hate it but we're Glasgow's radio station in the West Mark you know you maybe say Rangers but they've bought 
you know, a lot of strikers and front players recently. Celtic, could they have him as a backup to Kyogo? Right. Well, the thing is, if Celtic sign a striker, Paul, it'll be playing. It'll be the first team striker because yeah, the guys will be away. Yeah. Um, like I said at the top of the show, I think Hearts will have bids to deal with in January. Uh, and, and I think now, for me, he's a, he's a minimum £3 million striker. Is one of them coming from Glasgow? Could it be one of the big for, two? For Celtic, what do you want? You, you, you know, I'm not saying you're just bringing in whoever it may be for four games or five games. Obviously, you're looking you know, longer term than that. But if you're assessing someone like Lauren Shankland, what are the plus points? He knows the league inside out. He can score goals with his eyes shut. He's a right good player. Uh, there's no bedding in time as in you know language barriers or moving from a new country or whatever it may be and if the fee is let's say three million quid to three and a half million quid Celtic can afford to do that with a with, with their eyes shut so I'm not saying uh, he is the absolute number one for them but just somebody that's that's under your nose I don't think there's many better than Lawrence Shankland Barry could you see him signing for Rangers or Celtic in January? I'd be happy if he came to Rangers as I said he's at a good age as well Paul he's been about now for a, a while he's experienced obviously going to a different country but it never really worked out for him he's come back and I think he's been a brilliant signing for Hearts 28 now so yeah but I do think there'll be a, a few teams um, sniffing in about Lorne Shankland because he's at a brilliant age as I said and he does the hardest thing in the game Paul and that score goals but as I've mentioned before I think overall as a footballer and as a as a person as well, you can see there's a real maturity about him. Um, yep, if Rangers signed him, I would um, I would be happy with that. And he's hungry. Yeah, he's not won anything. Yeah. What always won the championship with the day? He's never sure. won, not won no. a major trophy. He's he'll be hungry to to go and win things. Harry Kane, a double at the weekend. Nobody signing him, that's no. for sure. <laughs> that's, I know, that's a quick segue. Did Barry Ferguson just say he's coming to Rangers? A swat deal yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about Harry Kane? Oh, he, he's ridiculous. I mean, ridiculous in terms of the yeah. goals that, that he scores. Um, and he's went over there and, and hit the ground running. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Unbelievable player, as I said. He's, he's got the all-round game. He's got everything in the locker, Hurricane. 17 goals, 11 games, and that's now one better than... And that's a tough league. Than Bundesliga. Three, yeah. three hat-tricks already. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And nearly four. He nearly got a hat-trick yesterday. So he's moved ahead of Lewandowski already, who was amazing there, and still is. It just shows you, isn't it? It's remarkable that he didn't win anything at Tottenham. And on Tottenham, um, you know, tougher Ooh. weekend, Ange was... They need to uh, go and do stuff in the window. Yeah, they do. Jack. So, for that point of view, Ange will be not happy that they that they've lost back-to-back games, particularly losing at Wills on, on Saturday, but it's just a wee reminder that yeah, I'm a good manager, we've got a good squad, but we've got a long way to go. Let's not blow finishing in the yeah. top four, so go and do a bit of a proper bit of business in January. Well, he's think? missing some oh, yeah, real important, sure. big, big players for him. Um, he's injury list, I think, what is it? Eight, nine, ten okay. players mm-hmm. who would have a right good chance. I mean, out of that eight or nine players, there's about five or six would be certain starters. So you take that out of any team, you're you're going to suffer a bit. So I think they'll be they'll be pretty busy in the the January window. But I, I still think they'll finish easily in the top four. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go. Go Radio Football Show International Week is coming up. We're still looking back at the weekend, Barry. I see you nodding. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You must buzz around about twenty two quarter to seven. What's your last travel? No more traffic and travel. <laughs> That's it. We Finished. Get, we get buzzing, ready to go. <laughs> Mark, 
I'm just starving though. I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. What's on tonight? What is it? Oh, oh, I've got yeah. chicken and oh. leek pie, homemade. Mm. I think it's sausage rolls, chips and beans. That's why I'm so excited. Oh, the one special. Love it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's one of the best. That oh. used to be at the other station. That was the Blantyre special oh, when I started off. Seriously. Pie, pie and pie beans. chips and oh, beans. Yeah. Pie chips. Well, I had it, up for it with uh, Sir Tom Hunter with pie chips oh. and beans at Arnold Clark just the other week. It oh. was amazing. I don't, I, I, they were helping the kilt walk. The, yeah. A rolling pie with beans and brown sauce have you ever had that pie and beans in a roll with brown sauce I'll need to try, oh, that. try that honestly <laughs> oh, I, try that. That. I try wonder that. if they discuss that in the business show with Hunter and Hockey we'll maybe <laughs> put in our question What's, what, what gets these great entrepreneurs and philanthropists up and about nothing wrong with sausage oh. rolls and pies and chips and you beans what are no. you having Paul no, I don't know yet oh, there's some uh, yeah leftovers from yesterday yeah, yeah. Sunday roast Oh. Some days it's That's good right. the next day ca- isn't it ca- yep. Caviar doesn't keep for 40 hours does it <laughs> Caviar I wouldn't thank you for it I've never had it Big glassy oh, Don't pay very often To <laughs> <laughs> watch it down yeah, yeah Not at all Brilliant so, I'd love to be you <laughs> well, We could do a swap I'll just take the Bentley I'll take the keys just now I'll go to the uh... no, Listen. Oh. Enjoy what you have You should Enjoy every Absolutely. minute of it That's what I would say Isn't it Absolutely. Enjoy it you know, sure. I'm just thinking there about what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. What I'm getting and I'm uh, looking forward to it, but you've put it in the window. Oh, I can't go back and say yeah. No, no, but just uh, it's always that's good. My to lunch. Bit, bit, that's my lunch. That's my lunch tomorrow. Our own pine beans, try it, you'll love it. Brown sauce, you'll love it. <laughs> back at Planet Football. Uh the big two had the win yesterday. Yeah, it was always very important. it's our idea to start fast in every game and uh yeah, the players scored a couple of really good goals. I think the, the subs coming into the game made a great impact for us, kept the energy in the game. Um, like you say, we scored two and, and could have had more, didn't concede so much in the first, maybe one opportunity from a throw-in where Johnny breaks through and, uh, and, and, and just goes wide with it. But apart from that, I thought our positioning was really good in the game. Some of our combination play was outstanding and uh, like I said, the, the two goals was exactly what we would want when we uh, when we started the game. And the news then afterwards about uh, Furuhashi? Yeah, well, it wasn't great for him. Obviously, it's a nasty nasty blow for him. So, um, so yeah, so he, he'll obviously not travel to Japan. He'll need to stay here and recover. And uh, But yeah, the, the medical team will just make sure he's OK. He's been on Instagram and he said, I don't know how many minutes it was, but I lost my memory and I don't remember anything about my teammates worrying about me and walking out of the pitch by myself. So he doesn't remember walking off the pitch, which was the best moment of the afternoon yeah. when he got up and uh, he went yeah. off. At the hospital, the doctor told me that you're fine without any problems and I felt that the God of football protected me. I will continue to do my best with keeping my gratitude in mind. Kyogo Furuhashi. Yeah, but, but, yeah. Paul, when you watch the, the footage or if people are inside the stadium watching the highlights on the telly last night, you can see you know, genuine concern. I mean, you've mm. watched the way he's going down and then the, the immediate... You can always tell when there's immediate concern and, and genuine concern from your, from your teammates when they're like saying to the, the medical staff, get on quick, don't wait for the red, get on here, we've got a problem. But thankfully, he, he's up, he, he's on record now saying he, he's fine and the good thing is now, the new protocol on that as well, Paul, yeah. he can't travel, you, you're not going on a plane because you could see when he walked off the footage didn't even know where he was he'd absolutely know but just he was up on his feet that was the main thing yeah the, the most important thing Paul he's fine and he's healthy that, that's all that matters no, no matter what strip you wear or what team you play for um, that's um, had a or seen that head clash or had one before I've, I've had one where I, I got took to, to hospital I was out cold on the on the pitch for about a minute or two um, 
and woke up in the ambulance. Oh. Yeah, but everything was fine. But obviously, watching that yesterday, it's um, it was a sickening challenge, no doubt about it. Um, and the most important thing, as I say, is he's fit and healthy. And um, he'll recover. I'm sure Celtic will look after him. Where were you when you got the head knock? I was just about to... Where was that? Blackpool 37. Right. Mm. Uh, it was one player boot at me in the face. Yeah. And uh, you, you were then out. The ball was bouncing yeah. and I went to header yeah. it. Uh, and big Isaiah Osborne. Remember oh, him? aye, aye. These big plates of meat, I mean, about a size 10, right in the... Right in the... <laughs> oh, oh, out cold. Dear. Out cold. Mark, you were a keeper. Did you ever get it? Because, you know, it's such a... We, we don't think about it, but the danger players can be in is what you could see it yesterday with Kyogre. Yeah. Did you ever get an injury of that yeah, nature? I, I, I had a couple of uh, ops. One, one player went in and uh, down me to go to the hospital for stitches my, mm. in my head. I don't know if it was maybe deliberate to put me out of the game that weekend. Um, but uh, I had a, had a few training grounds yeah. of pity. Always, you'd always get them but, and you don't make but the when, it, when it's your head and things like that that's when yeah. it starts to get serious for and sure. you, get, yeah, you get concerned. Yeah. But you're right, the protocols are brilliant now. Yeah. They're looking after yeah. the, the health and safety of the, the players and um, the most important thing is when you see knocks like that, Paul, they're, they're no nice to watch and as long as you hear that everything's fine then we can move on with it. Calls are coming in and some uh, messages in the socials. Chicken Kiev and sun <laughs> soaked tomatoes. That's coming in from Gregory. Um, Chicken Kiev and what? Sun soaked soaked tomatoes. Oh, sun soaked tomatoes. Uh, he's fit as a fiddle, Gregory. Yeah. They just sent that sun-dried in. Sun dried tomatoes. Sun dried, okay. He called it sun soaked, but uh, there you are. Um, sun, sun, sun dried in Lanarkshire. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's in Dumbartonshire. Right. Um, Philippe Clement, so 6-0 Celtic yesterday against Aberdeen. Rangers earlier, 2-0 at Livy. And afterwards, Philippe Clement, after his first month in charge, what's that, six wins, one draw, he was asked, uh, what's coming up over the next few weeks? What's your plans with the players? Um, this next week that we have a good uh, good training week, I will see if we can arrange one game or not. We're still looking for that. Uh, so that's not sure yet. Um, then the, the players will have... Uh, a few days off, not long, uh, three days, but with a program, also with a running program, so not three days without anything, and then we restart building towards the weekend with, uh, with everyday training. So players who played a lot, they will have a program that's intense, but they have their three days also. And the other players who need to, to build up more, they come out of injury, they will have a tougher program to, to, to get to the same level as the rest. We do it that way and with the internationals we follow up uh, how much they train, how much they play. Um, but there you have less control. So you need to see uh, how you need to adapt when they come back. And I hope they don't forget the story we are building here together. That's always the danger when they come in another environment with other ideas, that they forget some things. So that's interesting to see when they're... Barry, a few things in there. Friendly, first of all. Yeah, and that'll yeah. be for the players that um, need to catch up minutes, Paul. That generally happens. So, obviously, he's trying to arrange a game. And I like that, but even with the guys who have played um, all the games, they'll have three days off, but they'll be away with a, a programme. Um, just keep yourself ticking over. I think the three days break, it's good to get away for your teammates and, and spend a bit of time with your family. I'm sure the programme will be 30, 45 minutes uh, running just to keep your fitness levels. Um, up there so yep he's um, he's not going to let them away easily he wants to he wants them to come back obviously after their, their break uh, ready to hit the ground running again 
And where will they be off to? It won't be Blackpool, will it, for the eliminations too late? <laughs> no, I'm sure, I'm sure yeah. it's just to go and spend yeah. a bit of quality time with the family um, yep. to take a break for each other. Because generally when you're in Europe and you've got a game every three days, Paul, you've not got many days off um, and it's good to take a break for your your teammates and, and get that quality time because it's difficult when you're, you're playing at a high level and you're involved in Europe and you've got all the domestic games that you don't see your family um, enough. So... That's what I would imagine. It will let them go and spend that three days, but also they'll need to report in and make sure they do their runs. And Mark, it's, uh, it, it's vital they get a bit of a break, but it's a balance, isn't yeah. it? Because the manager's only in four weeks. Yeah, they, you need a break, Paul, because if you've no game and you've got, you know, like 14 days w- w- without a game because of international fact, then you need to break it up. You don't know want to be seeing the manager every day and likewise. So that sounds good if he's maybe looking at trying to get a game, say Friday or Saturday, it could be against one of our championships here or, or a, 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 an under-23 team from down the road that maybe want to come up to, to Murray Park or Auchinhowie. Um You do that, it probably won't be until Wednesday of next week where he's got a full squad back together, possibly Thursday with international players. So you you probably try and play that game, give them, say, Saturday, Sunday, Monday or Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off and then get three decent sessions in before you get the domestic campaign underway. Because make no mistake, he, he wants every player involved he wants every player tip top and he wants to see a hunger from every player as he said and he said every week players that want to be here we want to build something we want to build a story he's used different kind of phrases and right now you know Rangers are in it they're back involved effectively the gap's only five points if they win their game in hand against St Johnson that's game on Paul you know with 26 27 games to go at the moment it's game on and for Celtic Yep. Oh, sorry, it's also important, but I think the reason why he's wanting this game and he's going to train the guys a bit harder is when you're, you freshen the team up, you want them to come right in. There's no excuses about fitness levels. Yeah. You want them to come in and, and be ready to take that opportunity. Mark, I was just going to ask you, Celtic, will they be glad to get a bit of a break? You know, because domestically it's going really well. European football is coming up soon. They've got Lazio, they've got Motherwell before that, haven't they? Yeah, Rangers have got Aberdeen. So for Celtic, I guess they'll get some days off, but yeah, it's will. a similar story. Some of the players are just not getting first team action. Yeah, I mean, Brendan Rodgers, the, the, the thing for Celtic is Brendan Rodgers, they're, they're more settled, so he knows his players inside out. They know the manager inside out. This is a, a, a kind of new start for, for, for Rangers, so you can understand why there'll be more of an onus to, to, to get more work in or find out more about the players but, but Rodgers knows exactly what's what's going on there I think their kind of international break probably a wee bit more sort of relaxed um, if you like might get a wee bit more uh, days off um, and then be be ready to go for example Motherwell at home is important uh, for Celtic there's a title on the line um, Paul can't afford any slip-ups and Muller uh, will come and give it everything because they, they need, they need a result. To, they're, they're yeah. in a hell of a poor run of form Stuart Kittle but you probably don't want to be going to Celtic Park um, to try and get yourself uh, revitalised and, and kickstart your season but for Celtic it'll be um, important to keep winning Alan's been on the socials asking both of you what did you make of Roberto De Zerbi's comments at the weekend that he doesn't like 80% of the referees in England yeah, that, what, I, I seen the interview. Yeah, it was a strange one. What did you think about that? Is that not a bit strong? I mean, I love yeah, freedom of speech. I, I think when listen, refs are no sometimes a manager or player's favourite person, mm-hmm. but sometimes I, I just I think uh, you can just keep your powder dry and and no mention um, anything about referees because I think they've got a difficult job. Yeah. Listen, we criticise them or constructively certainly on this program when they make mistakes, but. 
I don't really like managers come out and, and um, having a pop. I mean, you look at Postacoglu last week against Chelsea. Mm. No excuses yep. about what happened during the game. And I, I, I prefer that kind of approach. Alex also been on. Mark, what do you think is going to win the title in the Championship? Dundee United, pole position, 31 points. But yeah. Wraith Rovers, a fewer, one game fewer on 27. Yeah, Those right, are the two likely. Right up there. Yeah. Um, I've tipped Dundee United at the start. Barry's gone for Wraith. I think they two will take it to the yeah. wire. I don't see, I don't see anybody else. Partick Thistle. No, twenty-two no. points. No, I'm not. I'm not ruling them out. And credit to Chris Doolan, um, but no, I think Dundee United and Wraith Rovers are there for the long haul. What made you say Wraith Rovers? And I'm saying it with uh, all respect because yeah, how did you the, spot that? The old um, owner at, at Kelly Hearts has got a consortium who have took over at um, Wraith Rovers. He's part of the consortium, um, and I know what he's like. He's very driven and. Mm ambitious um, and he's, he's took a, a hold of um, Wraith Rovers and that's the reason <laughs> that's the reason Barry can you believe that's two hours have come and gone will you come back on Wednesday you'll be here with Peter Grant yep no worries Mark you're back on Friday Friday yep look, look forward, forward to it, it. Yep. yeah big we'll John all the, the, the Scotland score by then yep wait to Georgia mm-hmm. Thursday Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Paul. Coming up next is the news, and then Alan Shaw, and we're back tomorrow night with Big John and Craig Moore at five. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Contact the team now to help make your home more energy efficient. Let's go! Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.